Hello and welcome to Kohler Commentary. It's Unji and I'm here with my brother and sister, Opa and Ani. Welcome, welcome, guys. Thank you. Also, <laughs> Thank you. Also known as Alex and Jessica Chi, even though we don't share that name legally, we are forever bonded. And so this will be releasing around Chuseok time. Not that it's necessarily in honor of Chuseok, but wanted to let this space happen to reminisce on our childhood. And I thought it would be cool to even listen to the different perspectives we might have had on similar events that occurred because of whether our gender or our ranking in sibling order or even enneagrams or whatnot like that you know how does that sound guys that sounds great i'm looking forward to it oh my gosh <laughs> let's go so much enthusiasm um i wanted to bring up like a few different instances and how you guys felt based on your role or identity within our family. So first off, how did you guys feel growing up that we we did receive spanking in our household? How was that experience for you? Oldest first. I just remember the fly swatter uh-huh. um, being used and uh, it's like it was like a pink fly swatter. Broken. <laughs> yeah. And I, the broken end. Yeah, and the end was broken, so it hurt a lot. And I remember trying to hide it whenever we thought that we might get meme on uh, our hands. Try to monitor your ums. Okay. That we would try get... Try to monitor your interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> get a meme or spanking on our hands or the back of our calves, I guess. Oh, but okay. I remember we hit it and then she found something else. Who hit it? Was I a part of that? I don't remember ever trying oh, really? to hide anything. I definitely hit it. Wow. Maybe, maybe I was in, like I hit it and then um, she got like a spatula. Or something else to Oma had the pink yeah. fly swatter. Appa had the bat. Yeah. <laughs> the, the play the play school bat. What's it called? The plastic bat. Plastic the plastic bat. And then how did we feel about getting spanked? Or how did we feel about getting disciplined? I can go first. Um so for example, when I think about that time, I actually don't think I have that many negative memories with it. When Matt and I were also trying to think about if we would spank our children my assumption was yeah i'll speak my children like that's what i had received growing up and i don't think it traumatized me or anything like that but you know for matt who had never received spanking he was really against it and so after we did talk about it together i mean i don't want to be the sole spanker and so we did agree not to but then i was like oh i wonder what the perception was within our family receiving it because for me i remember getting spanked all together all the time i don't really remember individual like solo spanking so i kind of found it to be fun not like fun to get <laughs> the aya but like in it together like the three of us you know oh, yeah or like Collective we had to like i love sondurain yeah so whenever you we did loved it i don't think you're remembering <laughs> i remember because like because you, you know. because like when amma and appa would you leave the room the yeah 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 probably um but when amma and appa would leave the room for sondurain the holding hands up you guys would like put your hands down and i thought that was so cool so i would put my hands down and be like oh my gosh this is rebellious and then we would like all rush it up if we heard footsteps coming back into the room so i guess my memory right now even though i'm sure in the moment i was the most emotional and the most scared i also felt the most like unity i remember a memory of wow that was a time it was like always us three together 
And so I enjoyed the memory. But you know, also, yes. I think what plays a part in that is because you were the youngest. Right. Whenever. Whenever you got men, men I got all men, did. Men. Even no, if, no, me. At least I'm. At least no, me. we all three we all did. F- but there would be times when it would be just me or just Unyok. Uh, and I will say, I think there is a difference between a gender. Probably because I didn't get in trouble more. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. But I, I actually do remember one time Appa was spanking you with the baseball bat. I remember that I one too. And I was scared. I remember that one too. I remember thinking, I was like, oh my goodness. Oma only spanked me. I don't think Appa spanked me. Oh, I thought we definitely got all spanked with the bat. That's why I don't no. remember you guys I just spanked with the bat. That's why, oh, that's, why, that's why when I said I the bat, I was like, oh, you remember? Because I was like, no, no, no. It was always the pink fly swatter for Oma, for everyone. And then it was only the bat. Oh, my gosh. So In my mind, I feel like I got spanked too. We should ask Appa. Because I remember, like, I remember getting spanked. And then I remember Oppa getting spanked harder. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. You know? Interesting. Okay, so you guys can share your own perception i don't think i have perception i also don't remember any specific beating mm. in my opinion and they all just were the same <laughs> but i guess because i yeah i got i would probably say the most out of all of us because whenever nuna got honed is usually because of me and whenever unji got honed is usually because of me so you were so I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was in the middle maybe i was the instigator maybe i was not but i was always part of the conflict interesting would you guys want to spank your children? When I see Jaden, I don't live with Jaden every single day, every moment. But for now, I couldn't think of or imagine spanking Jaden to get him to do something. Because even now, even as like a two-year-old, he's really good at listening to logic and understanding. Even though he cries and throws his, his tantrums and stuff, I think that he's really capable of understanding without spanking. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's different kinds of consequences. Mm. So I think I would try not to. At the end of the day, all it really did was kind of instill fear of like disappointing our parents. It didn't really... <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> like you thought that would be quiet? I'm confused. I'm going to clip your nails in the middle of this. <laughs> I really need to clip it and I saw it just now. <laughs> right, I'll do it later. I agree with what Nina was saying because, like, I don't think the mem- the punishment memes or whatever really made me behave better in any way. I think it also got to a point where it also didn't hurt anymore once I got a certain age. I think I remember one time I told Appa it didn't hurt and he tried <laughs> to get something strong. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you tell him? <laughs> yeah. Well, I also yeah, think, I think that maybe because now I think. I would want to have a conversation or talk it through with my kid or whoever. But maybe when we were growing up, it was harder for Oma and Appa to kind of have that kind of conversation where we understand and really kind of think about our choices and what we're doing and all of that. So that could have played a part in it too. Also, because there are three of us. So when Unji has her second... And then it that's made true. The, like the dynamic may change, and I may you know, the parents' patience <laughs> might become harder to have. And yeah, I remember always having to hug each other after we got spanked. No, do you guys remember those things? I don't remember that at all. I remember Appa saying, "Yeah, and like hug, say I love you," mm-hmm. because a lot of times we got spanked because of each other, not necessarily of them. It was when we were younger. Yeah, that so we have to like hug each other and say I love you, and then sometimes you he was like, that? "Yeah." Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, and that was my favorite part of 
the ending that's, that's of why spanking. you liked yeah getting spanked <laughs> because you knew there was a hug coming after uh, yeah i just want hugs from you guys i like uh-huh. the meme better than the son Sondra? Sondra? Oh, why? Because Sondra took longer. Like, but that's more time like the, together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The memory just get it quicker out of the way and then just move on. Also because it, it may have been better for you and G, but it made me more annoyed. <laughs> and then the one memory we have of when we got dropped off at Callaway. Do you guys remember that day? I remember like getting dropped off. I don't remember what we did. We were just fighting in, in the car. I think Oppo was hitting me at least. I know that. <laughs> I actually was driving today around and I saw, saw Callaway Callaway. <laughs> today. And then before you told me we were doing this, and I was like, oh, Callaway. I wonder if that's the one that we were left at. I don't remember what it was about. I just remember we were all three fighting. I don't remember specifics. But when that happened and when we got dropped off, what were your initial thoughts? I was in shock. Are they actually going to leave us here? And then I thought, that I'm the oldest and then I have to figure out what we're going to do. Do I have to like feed you guys or figure out how to get back home? And so I actually don't remember really much of anything of that time, but I just remember that feeling. Yeah. I don't remember much. I kind of figured that they would come back, but also I, I think I remember just not caring. I was like, (laughs) okay, well then I guess we'll walk home then. I think, yeah, I think that, yeah, it was my answer. All right, let's just How go. old were we? I don't remember how we old we were. We were in, in element. Yeah, um, I was elementary yeah. probably. I think it was before our Korea family trip, which was. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think I was in like fifth or sixth grade then. Okay. I also remember being in shock and was like, oh my gosh, what? And I think one of you two were mad and then was like, just sit on the curb, just wait. And so I remember sitting on the curb. Yeah, I think that's that definitely new you. No, no, you were the one that's probably like, just wait. And I was probably just like, let's just go. They're not coming back. Oh, really? Because you're the one that like, you have to, you just said you have to like, change us. <laughs> yeah. So I don't probably, know who, but now I'm assuming remember, it's you. Yeah. Right? Because I don't think I would say to you, sit down and wait. <laughs> yeah, I just remember I was crying because I was like, oh my gosh, what? Like, what? Because like being left or something. And then someone was like, not like be quiet, but like, stop crying, sit down and just wait. And so we just like waited and then they came back pretty quickly. And later they had said they just like drove to the side and watched us the whole time. So just to preface, like, okay. (laughs) Okay, next one. What were the internal pressures or internal thoughts you carried as we studied hard or thought about future things based on our family dynamic? For grades, there was a, an expectation of almost perfect I think when we were younger, because it was easier to get good grades when you were younger. So only 98s and above were allowed. Mm. I remember 98s and above. And if you got lower than a 98, I don't think anything really happened. But I just remember being really proud, like taking home my progress report or my report card and having Omanapa sign it, knowing that I had gotten all 98s and above. So like seeing that kind of made me feel like, I had achieved it. I had done it. Mm. Uh, When I got older, I did feel a certain pressure to get certain grades. But at a certain point, I knew that I was always trying my hardest. So even if I didn't get it, it wasn't because I didn't try. Mm. It was because AP calculus or something. I knew that it was because I just wasn't really that good at it. And so, um, and pressure from mom and up, I don't think I really felt that because I think they knew that Mm. like I was trying to. I guess for me, it was the same. Like, I don't remember this 98 bar. I think yeah. it probably went lower for me <laughs> growing up. It was probably like 95. I remember it was just you had to get an A when we were younger. 
Mine was 98. Yours was 98, yeah. I remember having to go to the Duke tip program oh, yeah. one summer. Summer of 2002 when I could have gone to Korea to go see the World Cup. And, and I was really <laughs> upset with that. And because I went, I was able to like go ahead and math. And that was like a big thing that Oman mm. were happy about but it also made part of it meant like i had to start taking those sat classes really really early from like seventh grade which i didn't really like to do i think also being a grade younger than nuna who got very good grades she set the bar pretty high for me earlier on it was easy because like you said it was it's not like school was like overly difficult but then it was more um time management as as i got older i remember well you also had soccer yeah, yes. and sports to do. I did Yeah. It. So that that was a big thing for me growing older is I would always like have to stay up late doing work, but then that meant I would fall asleep in class all the time because I'd wake up early for soccer practice. And because I fell asleep, I had to teach myself at home by myself or, or really, borrow my notes. And that and borrow yeah, and then borrow <laughs> Take my, my notes. Borrow my sister's notes. No wonder I couldn't find any notes when I was going to <laughs> I do remember one time I got a jewelry box from Oma. And I actually I still have that. it. Do you remember that? Yeah. Box? It was really random. It's from Things Remembered and Looks Like Engraved, and I never got one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was because yeah, yeah, she got some. My, it was for some great thing. But it, I remember it wasn't even for like an amazing grade. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't doing well in school or something. I think it was. It was. It was when I was in high school. I got a ninety-five. I think everything like average 95 but it, i remember being surprised because it was lower than normal like oh my because God. My, my normal was higher you know oh my goodness. no but but oh my <laughs> <laughs> like, she gave me a julia like, box yeah. it's the silver name. one with the two hearts that like a lot <laughs> no it's only one heart she engraved my name in it mm-hmm. even like jessica mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like wow did it have your GPA on it? <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised because like, oh my God, they're not the type to reward yeah. something or, or to rec- give I any never like received any engraving jewelry boxes is like not a very Asian, like Korean thing to do. So I remember being really surprised, but also I was really touched by it. <laughs> have you guys ever received any engraved jewelry boxes you want to share? No. <laughs> I don't think I received anything regarding to grades. Yeah, I think my bar was probably 90, I'm guessing, because I was scared when I bring 89s home. Maybe, yeah, just like more lax as the child, the child, child. order uh, continues. I don't remember too many stressors with school. I also feel like I probably could have tried harder, but I, I was meeting all the expectations. So I didn't feel like a pressure so much i think in terms of college i do remember that because you guys went to really great schools that cost a lot i was i I do i know they don't like it when i share this story but i do remember being sat down and be like um please go to ut business okay and i was like oh but i was like i want to go to upenn i never applied because i was like okay well i'll just go there i think that was my main remembrance is like i applied to one school i knew i was gonna get in made it happen whatever the expectation was which is very different yeah, I guess from mine. Yeah, they were told they told me to apply to everywhere, fifteen or twenty schools. <laughs> but that's I, funny because I, I thought it was unfair that not unfair, yeah. but I was like, I'm only going to get this option. But on the other end, yeah, 
for me, it was annoying because they wanted me to apply to more schools. But at the end of the day, you apply to more schools, you still get into, you know, a handful. And yeah. And application fees are so expensive. Yeah. In hindsight, after being a college counselor for a while, too, I would still want it to have like if I knew in hindsight, then I would encourage little me to be like, oh, you should try. Oh, you should see what scholarships mm-hmm. are available. Just things like that. And if it still worked within budget, then go yeah. for it. And if not, like obviously UT is a great school, too. But Opa's the only one that had like a crying moment for college. Uh, my college journey was definitely a little bit different with soccer. Being recruited, usually that happens before your senior year. So I originally was supposed to go to Brown. I committed to Brown. Something happened with the paperwork, which was uh, not really, I guess it was technically the coach's fault, but it's... Oh, it's um, I didn't know this. Yeah, there was, there was this issue and... I had to wait to apply again. So in the meantime, you know, this was my senior year. And then all the other like division one schools I had talked to were their recruiting roster was already filled up. So then I, oh. I, at that point I was just looking at, you know, other schools that were good at soccer that may not have been division one, like division three. I was looking at like WashU, Trinity, Emory, like before that, you know, Stanford and Brown were like the two schools I really wanted to go to. And, and then the whole Harvard option came later in my senior year. There was a player on my club high school team that applied to Harvard that, and he didn't get in because his grades weren't good enough. And the Harvard coach reached out to my club coach about me and trying to recruit me. And then it, it, it all happened, you know, very suddenly. And like, basically this, this was like my senior spring. Yeah. I actually had already committed to Emory, but the, the Harvard coach had, had seen me play and he wanted to uh, see if I could go to the school. but. There's this whole process, you know, your college, like there's this whole application process where they couldn't see my application until all of the other waitlist people for Harvard because I was such a late applicant. Mm. And yeah, and then I was all ready to go to Emory. I, I, I visited the, the school, I visited the campus, the coach, the, the players were great. I was getting ready for my preseason workouts and getting ready to go to class. And then, you know, we got a call. Me and Appa and Nuna were eating lunch at Razu's. Razu's, I FOMO. This that. was uh, June twenty second, so it was like it's, it was super late. Oh, I'd, I'd already, I'd already graduated. We graduated high school, and I remember Appa would like call the admissions office, like trying to get an update. But of course, they had their process to go through. So then, when they finally got to my application, they were able to um, find a spot for me at the school. And yeah, and then they got a call. I went outside, took it, came inside, and then and then everyone, you guys all cried. Everyone cried. You cried yeah. too. Yeah, I cried because you guys were crying. I think you you cried first. (laughs) Did I cry first? I don't know. I cried because I saw you guys crying. That was really late. I didn't realize how late late in the process it was. Yeah. It was a thing where when you're in high school and you're like, you tell everyone, oh, what what, what college are you going to go to? I'm going to Emory, but there's a chance I go to Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I couldn't really explain how. Let me tell you the whole story. People just probably thought I was lying to them. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that was my story. Sometimes when I preface that I've been to UT, sometimes people say I say it very like, oh yeah, I went to UT or whatever, because it is a good school. But for me, I always heard, oh my gosh, is it, are you okay that you only went to UT? How do you feel your brother and your sister went to Harvard and Berkeley? But it's kind of cool hearing your, your friends stories. have weird voices. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I love Berkeley and I love that I was able to go to Cal. But after having gone to college and lived yeah. my young adult life until now too, I mean, college is college. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of times that we talk about college to name drop mm-hmm. and that, you know, there is prestige in the school that you go to. And, you know, it's not a good school for no reason. But at the same time, I will say I loved going to Berkeley because of my experience there and what I was able to do, the people I met, being able to go to a school away from home, all of those things. I feel like I could have also had, you know, very similar experiences at another school. Yeah. But also I'm proud and I'm lucky to also say that I was able to go to Berkeley too. I concur. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp, the sponsor of this episode, is here for you. BetterHelp offers a broad range of over 20,000 licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Plus, you can get 10% off your first month with my code, betterhelp.com slash Kohler. With BetterHelp, you can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience, and all you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs before getting matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. As a mom constantly working around Jaden's toddler schedule, having my weekly therapy online has been a complete game changer and a huge reason why I have made big steps to better my mental health for myself and for my family. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Don't forget to use my code to get that 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Kohler. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kohler. Okay, next. I was going to do two more, but we'll just do one for now. Maybe we'll make this like a rolling series. Kind of fun to think about our different perspectives. Maybe if people want to drop in some Q&As of other topics to hear and listen to. All of us had our own roles and identities within our family dynamic. How did you feel in terms of just like obeying our parents? What did that feel like for you growing up? I guess earlier on, obviously our parents were strict with grades. It felt normal Mm -hmm. um, when I was younger. It's like, oh, like, especially because the people I was definitely surrounded around, too, also had probably similar upbringings in terms of mm-hmm. how strict their parents were. I don't think it, it was until, like, I got into high school where I realized, oh, just how um, different, like, you know, my lifestyle was compared to my friends at, at high school and compared to, like, my friends, like, on my soccer teams. I remember, like, Omanapa would never let me spend the night at my friend's house. So, like, and this, oh. and this wasn't even until junior, senior year. Like, before that, going out was always something that, I couldn't really do as as much. Really? Even in high school? There's a story that I tell people where the reason I'm so good at ping pong is because I challenged someone up. I was like, if I beat you guys in ping pong, then you guys need to let me stay out later or like let me go out. <laughs> so that's why I practiced oh. and I became, uh, I practiced so I could beat them. Going out, I feel like is different than like saying, I want to go over someone's house and spend the night. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, th- I think it was the whole like, I'm not allowed to spend a night at my friend's house. I'm a- and this is when, because Nuna was a grade older than me, I didn't have a car until my senior year. So Alma would pick me up at like 2 a.m. to take me home. Oh. Um, but also, I, I just wouldn't too. go out anywhere till 2 a.m. So. 
<laughs> oh, except to except to to do a calculus study party <laughs> at my friend's house. Oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant like you there wasn't a ne- there wasn't a need to negotiate. Yeah. yeah, I think definitely more junior senior. I, I I went out a lot more senior year, especially. Um, what about for you and Jean? I had friends at high school or like at school school, but I was definitely closer to like my church friends. I don't know. I went out when I went out. I felt like I could sleep over whenever I wanted to. I slept over like some of my high school friends. Like I got to sleep over Vivian's, but she also lived like five minutes away. I think when I think of obedience, that might have just been a naturally easier role for me to do. I do remember two things where like one, I remember, and I think I might have shared it in our other family podcast, but I remember sitting at the top of the stairs once when I heard Onni and Oma like yelling and Onni was in high school and I think I was still in middle school. They were like yelling about something. I heard Oma go, why can't you be more like, not obedient, but that's maybe the word I remember now. Like, oh, I think you said, why can't you be, can't be like more like Unyok? <laughs> <laughs> like Unji, uh, right? And like in that moment, I was sitting upstairs listening and I was like crying because there's... Oh, she said like Unji? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you didn't say that. Well, because you said... <laughs> you and then I remember being like, oh my gosh, I don't want Oni to hate me because <laughs> Oma just said me. And then to Oma, I was like, oh no, I need to keep being like this so that she like, has someone to, to be like that for. And then there was another time where Opa and I, Opa just got, got his like permit maybe. And we were at church on Saturday. I remember it was Sam on or Jim on, one of them. They needed a ride home. But since it was permit, you shouldn't be taking people home yet or whatnot. And that was like a rule, right? Like, don't take people home right now. But Opal's like, I'm not going to leave someone at church. Like, we're going to take him. And you're not going to say anything to me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so uh, like, we take one of those on brothers home. And then we get back home and we're showering after the church thing on Saturday and then Uma calls us out and I'm like I remember I'm, I just finished showering up in my towel she goes well so-and-so's mom just called me thanking me for taking him home <laughs> because we came home saying like we didn't do anything we just went straight home and then I remember like just feeling this like oh my gosh I can't lie I must always do the right thing like those memories are ingrained in the sense that like but in the moment I didn't say I didn't tell her because I wanted to be on Opa's side you know and like yeah Opa said we're not gonna say anything but I remember like I had just showered I was like in my towel like it's ex- feeling exposed and like oh no I hurt almost feelings and I looked over at Opa and Opa she was like well I took him home like what, what else would I do and I was like what else? you know and I just remember those moments in in little ways of like thinking oh I do need to be obedient or whatnot so yeah those those memories came to be mind obedient to what so I don't know have taken yeah I think home? so or like huh. either not to have or to have said something to like let them know like we told them later <laughs> the mom did no I think that was uh, you got caught later yeah. <laughs> I have no recollection of this but I stand by my actions no yeah so I think it's it's just a fun way to think about things like I I am happy we took him home I think growing up I thought that I was always pretty obedient especially being the first child I took a sense of responsibility and making sure that I do listen to everything that Omanapa say and weirdly thinking back I actually remember that moment that me and Oma were fighting oh okay um because you told me later that you were on the stairs yeah I don't remember what I was fighting we, what we were fighting about but we were like really fighting and we fought a lot mm-hmm. but when I think back on it I'm thinking 
Um, of course, it's also like my my point of view. I was a pretty good kid. <laughs> yeah, I was trying like, to recollect because this like was high for school. What yeah. I did, I didn't really do anything bad, mm-hmm. right? If anything, we we might have clashed a lot on probably like doing stuff at church. I'm thinking spending more time there. I do think one big difference between you Unji and how I approach them, you couldn't lie to them as yeah. much. I think I could. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think that was something you guys always told me. Just say just, a freaking white lie. Just say a white lie right now. And I'm like, I don't know how. It doesn't have to be a white lie. It's a lie. <laughs> um, so maybe I got caught in that lie. <laughs> but to my defense, I was lying about not something so bad either. You know, I it's... But of course, probably in that moment, it was something that I wasn't supposed to do. But I think looking back on obeying parents Uh then versus even now, I will say I was definitely more obedient because I, that's just what you should do. Mm. And that's just what it is. And I definitely speak out more in that situation, right? Like Unyok was saying about the driving, he was Uh like, well, were we not supposed to take him home? Right. Versus... Like standing your own ground yeah, and what you believe yeah, versus yeah. obeying for the sake of obeying. Yeah. So okay, I get as I, it. <laughs> as I get older, I realize more of what it means to mm. stick up for what you believe in, but also respect your parents right. and communicate that clearly. Mm. Let's wrap it up with a favorite childhood memory we have of each of each other and a family legacy we want to carry on. Not legacy, but like a something we liked about growing up. One of my favorite memories with Unyok when I was a kid, it's like a kid memory, would be when we were at church and I would piggy, I I remember I used to piggyback Unyok everywhere. And even when I was with my friends, I would make sure I was piggybacking him and that he was there at church with us. And we would go out to the pond out back and catch tadpoles. Do you remember that? No, you don't. (laughs) Tadpoles in the back of the pond behind the church? But I I just remember thinking, Unyok is my responsibility Mm. and I need to take care of him. And I was young then too. I was probably like three or four years old still. That was... Oh, so this is like Florida. No, actually, I think maybe it was when I was yeah, older yeah. and you were already born, but you were with Oma and Appa. Mm. And so like I was watching you. So I remember I remember that. I remember one time we were eating Legos. Do you remember? Eating, eating? Legos? Yeah, we put, we put Legos in our mouths mm-hmm. and we, we got in trouble by Oma later, but we were like putting it in our mouths and we like hid under the TV. There was like a cabinet mm-hmm. and we like were hiding in there. And putting Legos in our mouth, and then Oma got mad at us after, and mm. I felt really bad that I got you in trouble for mm. doing something. Um, Unji, my fondest memories are when you would want to sleep in my bed with me, and you did sleep in my bed, but you always kicked me in my face. You would like turn around in your sleep so that your head was at the bottom of the bed and your feet were at the top, so you would always kick me in my face. I told you that you, if you wanted to sleep with me, you had to sleep on the floor. And so you slept on the floor. So you brought your like sleeping bag and you <laughs> slept on the floor of my room. And my bed is, my bed was really tall, yeah. like pretty tall. So I'm like in this tall bed towering over you sleeping on the floor. And I did feel bad that I made <laughs> you sleep on the floor, but I also felt, felt really nice knowing that you would still rather sleep on my floor. <laughs> 
<laughs> than in your own bed in your room. It's crazy. I'm the stillest sleeper now. I like, know. And it's like changed now. Yeah. You, you wake up because I'm annoying <laughs> in bed. <laughs> His favorite memory of Nuna. I think it's because when we were younger, we did a lot of uh, same sports together. I think one of the ones that stand out to me was, was Taekwondo with each other. Hmm. I think that was, um, I remember like just like having to stretch and like running back and forth and doing all that stuff. So I remember Taekwondo, I remember gymnastics. Did we swim? Yeah, we did swimming too. I think more though, like especially like in the Taekwondo class, I just remember being able to spend a lot of time with, with you there, especially when we were younger and you didn't hate me too much then <laughs> or didn't get it. I remember at home we would practice sparring. Yeah, I practice like put sparring. put on our sparring gear in the yeah. garage and yeah. like practice sparring. Yeah. Actually, I do to add on to oh, yeah, that another story. To, yeah. I remember I used to like, <laughs> we hard. used to like, but not just sparring with like pillows and stuff on the couch. And I remember I would, you know, I wouldn't hit you too hard, yeah, no, you but don't. I remember I would, I was much stronger than you. Uh-huh. Right. But there was a certain point when I was doing it and then you overpowered me and I couldn't like beat you anymore. And I was in shock. I remember yeah. thinking, and I was, we were like nine or 10 years old, probably. No, it was later. I was much stronger than you for a, <laughs> a really long time. I don't think so. Because I stopped yeah, doing no, Taekwondo at like when I was like 10. I know. I think, I think probably when you were in middle school, maybe you started getting a little stronger than me. But you, this story doesn't make sense. Why? Because I didn't do Taekwondo 10. in middle school. No, it wasn't Taekwondo. It was like wrestling oh, just okay. in general. Like oh, okay. cushions. And I remember, I remember you came and you like put it all on my face, and then I started like I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh, and I couldn't push you off, uh-huh. and that was mm. when everything changed. I remember I was shocked when Unji beat me in, in arm wrestling before too. Yeah, she, now you I used can't. to be really, really strong. Yeah. Well, after this child is done and I'm back to shape, watch out. I'm yeah. back to <laughs> watch <right>. out. <laughs> um, and I guess for Unji, I don't know. We fought a lot. I remember yelling at her a lot. At church, she would yell at me when I'm playing basketball, like, we have to go. And I'm like, well, one more game or one more point. Oh, like she was just the messenger. <laughs> and then, she was just obeying Oma. And then she'd Oma. have to go to Oma, and then she'd come back, and like, Oma says no. I think my favorite favorite child memory would be um, when I would, like, play soccer in the backyard, and uh, Unji would come out, and kind of the same, like, I would have, Oma would tell me to come inside, but then Unji would stay out a little longer, and she'd be goalie, and then I would hit the ball, not as hard as I could, but I would... I would try it's to pretty hit the, hard. <laughs> as goalie, and uh, that was fun because she wanted to come play soccer with me. But for me, it was a good uh, stress release as well. So, <laughs> a punching bag. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was not enjoyable. The actual activity, cause I was scared. But you know, the intent. I didn't hit of... it too hard. Okay, mine. I would say I really enjoyed. We would race showering me and opa like in the bathtub like how fat who can do it faster and we would like time ourselves and then like opa got under a minute a lot like maybe like 55 seconds or something like that i remember just like having fun like um racing about who can mogyok the most or like sometimes if are we sharing to audience our hygiene (laughs) (laughs) so you guys didn't really (laughs) clean yourselves that's basically what you're saying way back when we were younger and still showering together maybe you're too old so you couldn't bathe with us anymore but like sometimes we would skip the soap and we're, i won't tell if you don't tell yes you have such good memories and i feel like sound. you know like that's our little secret you know like against the parents and i was like okay i think probably though in the sense of maybe sometimes i did want to do the soap but i didn't do the soap because it was a secret 
So I don't she's know. Blaming me for being dirty. <laughs> no, I'm blaming. I, and then blaming I'm blaming myself, like learning how to, you know, stand up for myself in all circumstances. But those things were fun to do. And I mean, we shared a lot of friends growing up. So all those times. But then, yeah, sometimes Opa was mean to me around the friends too. But and we're only sharing good memories, yeah. right? Okay. Only, I mean, I guess the sleeping thing. Actually, I don't think I felt close. I I think a lot of things I enjoyed was like when I lost a bet. Like, I mean, lack of better terms today in this time and age. But if I lost a bet, we'd have to do like slave and master, you know. And I actually really liked being like that and being like, okay, on you would be like, go get me a cup of water. And then, like, okay, like I do remember those stuff. And that's actually a young memory I have because I always felt like Onni was too cool growing up because even when we had our family trips, you would always be with the komos and then I would stay back with Opa and the cousins. So I I don't know. I felt like I didn't connect with you growing up that much. Interesting. I also had a lot of FOMA as you guys were talking because you did all the schooling together and then you did all of the sports together. But I never got to do Taekwondo other stuff. And then I see, I remember seeing you guys practice those sparring stuff and I didn't know what that was. And so, yeah, it's interesting. And then I always thought, oh, when me and Opa go to school together, it's going to be so much fun in Frankfurt. <laughs> but Opa just had Inkimano with all the friends I made but now. Anyways. I think we only overlapped one time. Yeah, one that was a one year and I was so excited. At Frank, oh, because it's yeah, three? Because Shepton yeah. and Plano West were two years schools. Cool. Okay. It doesn't have to be family legacy. We can talk about that another time. But any family tradition you enjoyed growing up? I like Tuesday, 50 Cent Tuesday movie nights. And then Appa coming out of it saying we have to give him like an essay or talk about the movie together. I enjoyed that. It was like something to look forward to on a weeknight and uh, knowing it made him happy because cheap and and then like talking about it together after was my favorite part, the takeaway. I like the movie night too. I guess I liked um, you guys always coming to my soccer games. Yeah. Until a certain point when we were younger. Mine is um, going on road trips to Memphis. Oh, family. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anywhere though, I think... It, it's oh, yeah, skiing. really Appa said road trips were because he didn't want to buy plane tickets because it was so expensive but we had a lot of memories I think being in the car for so many hours with each other before we had video games and iPhones and all of that stuff we would read or watch like you know Korean dramas on the small TV or really just sleep and we went to road trips uh-huh. where it was like 14 wow. hour road trips or going to Tennessee, going to a certain place every year, going a lot of road trips with the family. Wow, we I were really flexible liked it. kids. We were. Can you imagine uh-huh. having three kids and going on? I think, I actually think the drive from Florida to Tennessee was about 17 hours. Yeah, but we didn't do that one for that many times. Well, we did. We but, did a lot. We did, but like, we were too young to remember. Cause oh yeah, and I don't remember. But we did it three times a year. Oh, back then? Because we did it two times once. We did summer, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Oh, we did Thanksgiving? We I didn't even remember we went to Tennessee from Florida. Yeah. yeah it, it was, was a long drive. Wow. I mean, we I mean, didn't really remember. Eight, Ap- so, yeah, yeah Appa yeah. drove Appa drove a straight, lot. Yeah. 17 hours straight. But I, I do like that feel of driving in at night yeah. on yeah, Christmas, like yeah, that Christmas, yeah, yeah, week yeah, of yeah. Christmas, and we would always drive through that one street where all the the Christmas yeah. lights were up before we went to Harmony's house. Like core, it core sig- signaled like the start of like, Christmas time. and family time together. 
and where you get to be with the cool komos. <laughs> <laughs> I loved being with the young cousins too. I liked that too. I remember. Th- no, I liked it too. Planning the Sardines. treasure hunt game. Do you remember that? Scavenger hunt. This, yeah, or it was a treasure hunt. I like oh. wrote one hint that yeah, led to another. Yeah, the riddles and to, stuff. Yeah, and That's then true. at the end there was like a something so i mean that means Jaden needs lots of cousins yeah. from us and that's not we're not there yet but Jaden will be the one writing the riddles <laughs> so <laughs> no i'll teach him my ways <laughs> to you guys i already have so Are you guys stuck <laughs> <laughs> well this is fun um any other thoughts or questions you guys want to bring up i'd like to do this again over the holidays when we come back together guys me too me three <laughs> Oh, and because this is Chuzok, and we did talk about what we're grateful for within our memories, but is there a Chuzok memory we do have growing up? I mean, I don't remember Chuzok that much. I don't remember doing Chuzok stuff when we were growing up. Mm. Well, then I can X that part out. (laughs) (laughs) I remember telling Oma about it, cacaoing. Hey, Oma, happy Chuzok. Oma's like, it's Chuzok? (laughs) I I agree. The first thing I heard Chuzok is, I think it's because Juwon's birthday is Chuzok, so... Oh, Chuzok's birthday is not Chuzok. Not this year, but sometimes oh, it can be. Chuzok? No, Chuzok is in October. No, it's September. That's why I'm planning this. Oh, it oh, changes. Oh, birthday is on the Korean Independence Day. That's right. Oh, Independence Day. Uh, cut that part. Well, next we're gonna play a game called Parents Are Human, and that will be for another transition. I really enjoyed this time with you guys. How did you guys feel? It was really nice. Are you excited to do it again? We're very excited. She speaks for both of us. Cool, 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 cool. All right, let's go watch Bachelorette now. Bye. 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 Did y'all catch that Smartless podcast ending? I had so much fun reminiscing on the good old days with my siblings in this past episode, and I hope it encouraged you to reconnect with your own brothers and sisters to see what their perspectives of different incidences might have been growing up. I can't wait to do more of these little snippets throughout the year since I think they are really fun and kind of actually a way to have all of us reflect on the upbringing we have in immigrant families. Although we may not have directly celebrated Chuseok that much growing up, it is known as Korean Thanksgiving Day and one of the most important festive holidays of the year. Known as Hangawi, which means the 15th day of August, according to the lunar calendar, so I guess technically Chiwon's birthday, the holiday period lasts for three days where Koreans return to their ancestral hometowns to celebrate with families. Koreans celebrate Chuseok by making special foods, particularly a certain kind of rice cake called songpyeon. The rice cakes are arranged upon layers of pine needles as they are steamed, filling the home with a delicate and fresh fragrance of autumn. On the eve of Chuseok, family members gather to make songpyeon together, illustrating the importance of family in Korean society. I'm grateful to have gotten to take this episode to reminisce on family with my siblings and choose to be grateful for the struggles, the joys, and everything in between. Stay tuned for next week's part two, where we invite the whole family to play a game, Parents Are Human, so we can continue enjoying and more connection during this holiday celebration. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, make sure to rate it five stars and subscribe so you never have to miss another. Go to at Kohler Commentary to comment your key takeaways and join the email list to share what you want to hear about next. I would love to hear more from you on the topics you want to listen to. Bye.